really get back home into God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. What's up, Lightworker? Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. And so pretty much to get right into it, I'll really just cover a few additional points on top of what we covered in my last episode, TPR 102. So it's just a few additional points, but really just building upon some of the points that we touched on in the last episode, speaking about the mainstream agendas and really what's going on with the mainstream currently. But before I get to those points. Just one other additional point that kind of goes along with mainstream agendas is just a point that I've noticed with some social media challenges and especially on TikTok, this has been seen. And so I've spoken heavily in the last season of TPR season two about how TikTok is just a very dark side platform, a dark side app. That's why it's called The reason why the app is called TikTok is because really the times are close out here and it's the time to repent. And that's why this app TikTok has been made, just having people wasting time instead of seeking out the most high and repenting. People are watching people dance and do not funny skits on this um, dark side app amongst many other dark side agendas that go on on the app TikTok. But Just the most simple way to see that the app is dark side is just the fact that it's called TikTok, 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 because the times are very close out here. And like I said, instead of seeking out the most high, people are wasting time quite literally on the app TikTok. That's why it's TikTok, TikTok. And so as far as these challenges that I've been seeing on other social medias, but I know it's going on on TikTok as well, is really these challenges with animals with their dogs with their pets right and it's actually these are very cruel challenges and i'm going to show how it is cruel so just real quick proverbs twelve ten, the righteous know the needs of their animals but the mercy of the wicked is cruel so keep that scripture in mind when i speak about these challenges so what i've been seeing is in the videos people will say oh the new challenge is this and here's just some examples of it it'll say Uh, pretend like you're about to pet your dog, but don't actually touch the dog. Like go to pretend like you're going to pet the dog, but don't actually touch it or pet the dog, right? Another challenge I saw is pretend like you're about to give the dog a treat, but don't actually give it a treat. Just like pretend like you're grabbing it, but don't give it to it. Um, 
another one I saw was uh, talk to your dog, but talk in like a really mean, angry voice. And then another thing I said was like, call your dog over. And then when it comes over, like keep calling the dog as if you're talking to someone else, right? So these are all just uh, challenges I've seen about the dogs. And this is just what I'm saying is how dark side it is. And I really just want to explain the scripture, Proverbs 12, 10. The reason why the second part of it says, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel is because all of these people that are doing these challenges, it's wicked to treat the dog like that. It's wicked to pretend like you're about to pet the dog and not do it. It's wicked to pretend like you're going to give the dog a treat and not do it. The dogs don't know what's going on. They don't know that it's a challenge. They don't know that it's a joke for fun. And when these people sit here messing with their dog, with the camera in the dog's face, recording it, saying, haha, this is the new social media challenge. That's not how the righteous know the needs of their animals. That's how a wicked person has no mercy for their animal and any mercy that they're showing. It's cruel mercy. That's a cruel thing to do. So honestly, the app TikTok is very demonic and all these challenges are just demonic and just whack. Honestly, if you want to waste your time on TikTok doing stupid challenges, that's fine. But why do you need to bring the dog into it? Why do you need to mess with the dog just to get views on a video? The righteous know the needs of their animal, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. And these are the same people. The way I like to explain that scripture is the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Whenever you see people like playing with their dog or talking to their dog, they'll, they'll act like they love the dog. And then you'll hear them say like, oh, you idiot. Or like saying mean words to the dog. That's how it's the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Because even when they're trying to be merciful to the dogs, it's still cruel. Like if you're playing with a dog and, you're, and they're like, oh, the dog is stupid. You're an idiot. Or like, look how dumb, like whatever. Because I've seen people do this. They'll be playing with it and they'll be like, oh, the dog can't hear what I'm saying or whatever. But that's that that's what that scripture means to me is even when these people are think they're being merciful, playing with the dog, talking to them, when they call it an idiot or dumb or mess with it and do challenges like that, they're being wicked. Even their mercy is cruel. And that's why people, the righteous know the needs of their animals and they know they have enough common sense to not mess with the dog, not pretend to pet them, not pretend to give them a treat, not talk to them in a, in a mean voice. Because what we really need to understand is that we are the most high gave us dominion over the animals to have dominion over them. But we are all Yah's creatures and the dogs can read our energy. They can understand what we're saying and what we're doing. So when you mess with your dog, the dog knows it. And just because you think it can't understand human words, when you call the dog an idiot or say this dog is dumb or whatever people do, the dog knows. So understand that scripture, Proverbs twelve ten: the righteous know the needs of their animals, but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. And that just really made me mad when I was seeing these challenges of people messing with their dogs. Like I said, if you want to participate in in stupid rituals stupid challenges on the app that's fine but don't bring your dog into it because it's just not right it's not fair and honestly in the word you you see how you're supposed to stand up for the people who can't defend themselves you know protect the widow protect the child stand up and defend people that can't defend themselves and the dogs can't say, no, nah, I don't want to do, be in this video. No, nah, I don't want to participate in this challenge. Oh, oh, I get it's just a joke. They don't understand that. So it's all fun and games, but people don't realize that they're actually being wicked towards their animals when they do stuff like this. And I saw a tweet from LJ. He said, any social media challenge is just Satan playing Simon Says with the ignorant 
And quite frankly, that's what it is because all these social media challenges are just whack. Like I said, really messing with your dog, pretending to give it a treat, but not doing it, pretending to pet your dog, but not doing it, putting a camera in its face. That's not righteousness to me. That's wickedness, honestly. And that's what you get when you participate on the app TikTok. It's a dark side app with wickedness going on it. I've covered many other dark side agendas on the app TikTok, but that's just one that I was seeing. And like I said, I didn't like that at all. So that's just a side point. But now to get into really what we covered in the last episode, it was mainstream agendas and really what's going on in the mainstream media with the news media and stuff like that. And really what I realized is that I never really even touched on the inauguration of Joe Biden. So I'll just quickly touch on this. And if you notice back in TPR 93 in the episode description, it says purple, pink and the purge. And you could see when I put that episode out, it was, you know, at least a week or two weeks before the inauguration actually happened. I put out TPR 93 at the start, at earlier part of January and the inauguration was towards the end of January. But in the episode description, I said purple, pink and the purge. And I spoke about the color purple, the color pink in that episode. And specifically with the color purple in TPR 93, I was just saying how it can be a dark side color, you know, depending on how it's used. And if you notice the theme and the color scheme that was used heavily at the Biden inauguration was the color purple. Almost all of them were wearing purple because this inauguration was really just a ritual, a spiritual ritual. And that's why spiritually they were all wearing purple. It was really a demonic color, part of the demonic ritual going on at the Biden inauguration. And that's why they had the Satanist Lady Gaga (laughs) dressed in her Hunger Games outfit. Did you notice that? She was literally dressed up like the Hunger Games. Lady Gaga is just a Satanist. (laughs) That's pretty common knowledge. If you look into any of the elites, Gaga is very demonic, pretty much a straight up Satanist. She was in a Hunger Games outfit Many of them were wearing purple, the dark side demonic color purple, which I explained more of in TPR 93. And really just the final point is Biden, he was sworn in holding and touching a Masonic Bible. Did you see how that Bible looked? They said it was an old family Bible. That's a Masonic Bible. You, You can just really look into it and it'll pretty much tell you they openly really claim and and admit that it's an old Masonic Bible. So Um, Really, my my boy, I was talking to my boy a couple weeks ago. He really pointed this out to me because I kind of just didn't even think anything of it because I didn't even watch any really any content or any videos really of the inauguration. I obviously didn't watch the inauguration itself, but I wasn't even paying attention to it. That's why I didn't even think to really even cover it on this episode. And then my buddy talked to me about it and I was actually thinking, I'm like, oh, that's true. I didn't even really look into it, but they were really open and blatant about it. They had Biden literally openly getting sworn in on a Masonic demonic Bible. It was just a huge, old, creepy looking Bible. It's a a Masonic Bible that he was sworn in on. And they were really open about the Hunger Games and wearing the color purple, demonic color purple. So that's really just the dark side points with the Biden inauguration that we saw a couple weeks ago. And then in my last episode, I kind of teed this point up a little bit where I was speaking about Trump and when he got his social media platforms removed, when he got banned from Twitter, everything like this. And I said in the last episode how all these social media platforms are owned by the same people, the same people that pick our presidents are the same people that own the social media platform. So Trump getting silenced, Trump having his Twitter 
silence, taken down, whatever. That was all part of the plan, part of the scripting. It wasn't, they just decided to suppress him. It was all part of the plan. And now I just want to speak more about the social media. So really the deception that they put up for you is that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook and, you know, Jack Dorsey is the CEO of Twitter, everything like that. But that's just the narrative that they paint for you. Um, Facebook was created pretty much by the government, by the mainstream media. That entire story with Zuckerbot, <laughs> Zuckerberg, a funny name for him is Zuckerbot. But the reason why they use that puppet like that is to make you think it was just a regular guy that created Facebook, but it was created by the government. Again, I, I alluded several times to just the agendas of our society. And these agendas going on now have gone back to at least 2001, because in 2001 came the Patriot Act, which enabled the government to see and listen in on every single thing that we're doing with our phones technology, the Patriot Act allowed the government to have full access to everything on our phones. And that's exactly what I'm saying is it's all by design. They knew that they were going to have social medias from Facebook to Twitter it, around 2001, if not earlier. And that's why they do that agenda of the Patriot Act. So then when we're using the technology, they will have every right to see what we're doing. And that's exactly how they got everyone to use social medias from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram is they give you a fake story saying that Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook when he was at college. You know, they make the whole movie, the social media or the social network movie. That, that's exactly what it is. It's a movie, a made up story, just like how they said that movie was a dramatized version of what really happened. What really happened in quotes is just a dramatized story. They make up that it was Mark Zuckerberg in college creating Facebook, but it was put forth by the government. And the reason why they do that is because if they come forth and say, hey, we're the government, we're giving you guys these social media platforms to use and we're controlling them and we're seeing everything that's going on on these platforms. Here, go have fun and enjoy. We might not have been as inclined to use it as when it's just like, oh, this new app, this new social media platform from a college student, then we're way more trusting of it. But the bottom line is all of these CEOs from Zuckerbot to Jack Dorsey, they're just puppet CEOs making you putting this image, making you believe that it's just regular people that created these apps, but these are government apps. And that's exactly why when Trump's Twitter was silenced, it wasn't because of Jack Dorsey. It had nothing to do with that. All the elites behind, that's why they use Jack Dorsey and Zuckerbot, because they can show us those faces. And we believe those are the CEOs of the company. We believe that they are the heads of the company, but they're just the puppets the figureheads and then the real elites, the people who really own Twitter, the people who really own Facebook and Instagram, we never see them. They just put Zuckerberg and the CEOs forth for us. So that's the face that we see, but it's just a puppet face. We don't see the real elites who really own it. So when Trump's Twitter was suppressed and silenced and deleted, it was because the same people who own Twitter, Facebook and Instagram are the same people who pick and choose the presidents and who own Trump. So... That's what I mean is when I say they're all puppets, they they show us those faces, but the real elites are hiding behind the puppets and pulling the strings behind the puppets. They're the puppet masters, if you will. But that's really just some points with the social medias. Like I said, they're put forth by the government and it's just a made up story about Zuckerberg. And I'm going to get back to Zuckerberg um, a little bit later on. Well, I'll just transfer now. So pretty much in the last episode, I was speaking about the stock market and I was specifically speaking about Dave Portnoy, how he's a puppet as well. 
And that's someone that they put forth for us. And I was saying how in the last episode when Portnoy was speaking about the stocks, he put on this masquerade. He was using his wired headphones trying to show that he's just a normal guy. That's why he's defending the normal guy. He's defending the little guy. He's the voice of the little guy, but he's a puppet just put forth for us. Again, just like they put Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey forth, they put Dave Portnoy forth. But the real elites behind the scenes control them. So in the last episode, I spoke about Portnoy's disguise with his wired headphones trying to make it look like he's just a common guy. And they do the same exact thing with Zuckerbot. They say that Mark Zuckerberg, he says that he drives a regular car. He says that he wears just regular hoodies all the time. You could see that. They, they even post on social media. People, people post on social media about that. And just in general, you'll always see them talking about that, how Zuckerberg's just a normal guy. And that's exactly why it's way too easy to see. They paint that narrative for you. They want you to think he's just a regular guy who just wears regular hoodies, but he's the puppet figurehead for Facebook. But in all reality, Facebook was put forth by the same people who put forth the Patriot Act. And that's why they put forth the Patriot Act so that we would use their social media platforms. And while we're using the social media platforms, while we're using the technology, all the stuff that was given to us in return, the government would have every right to see and hear and listen in on exactly what we are doing at all times with the phones, technology, and social media. That's why they put forth social media for us, and that's why they masquerade it behind Mark Zuckerberg, a puppet, trying to make you think it's just a regular guy. So that's what they do with Zuckerberg, and like I touched on in the last episode, they do it with Dave Portnoy. And in the last episode... With Dave Portnoy, I was speaking about the stocks, like I said, and as far as the stocks, just a few other points for it. So if you notice, they kept saying, hold the line. That's what everyone was saying online on social media, hold the line, right? And so let's look into the gematria of this. I said in the last episode how Reddit equals 33 in gematria. Gematria is the process of coding numbers and letters into words. It's really the way that our news media, all these news media headlines and Everything is scripted through the code of gematria. Everything is encoded with gematria. Every letter and word has a number value corresponding with it. That's what the practice of gematria is. And so in the last episode, I said Reddit equals 33. I said GameStop equals 33. That's how you can know it was a contrived event with the stock market, with the Wall Street. And now just a few more points. So hold the line equals 58 in gematria and freemasonry equals 58 in gematria so pretty much when everyone was saying hold the line hold the line they're pretty much saying freemasonry freemasonry because that's what everything corresponds so hold the line equals 58 freemasonry equals 58 so that's why they encode certain phrases like that getting the regular people to say hold the line hold the line that's what they think they're saying they think they're talking about the stocks but in all reality that phrase was put forth because it's encoded as freemasonry showing who's really running the show and helping to run the show it's the freemasons the society of jesus the catholic church the you know who's the jesuits it's a bunch of dark side entities of false religions and secret societies who are running the dark side, running the mainstream media, controlling the stock market, controlling all these events. And that's why hold the line equals 58, Freemasonry equals 58. And then if you look a little bit further, GameStop equals 33, Reddit equals 33, Masonry equals 33. So again, that's why they use the controlled platform of Reddit, like I covered in the last episode. 
GameStop equals 33, Reddit equals 33, Masonry equals 33. And as far as the reverse cipher of Gematria running the ciphers in reverse, all three of those words have identical Gematria in all ciphers. GameStop equals 33 and then 39 in the reverse. Reddit equals 33 and then 39 in the reverse. Masonry equals 33 and then 39 in the reverse. So in two ciphers, all three of those words have identical Gematria. Masonry, GameStop, Reddit. All are 33 and 39 in two ciphers of Gematria, matching Gematria in two ciphers, GameStop, Reddit, and Masonry. GameStop, 33 and 39, Reddit, 33 and 39, Masonry, 33 and 39, and that's why hold the line equals 58, Freemasonry equals 58. So that's how all these news media headlines, these contrived events are scripted through Gematria, scripted by the Freemasons, controlled by the Freemasons. I covered heavily in the last episode about the stock market. It's controlled, manipulated, and this was a controlled event, contrived event. That's why they make it seem like it was regular people on Reddit. But I said many times before just the last episode and the last episode that Reddit is a controlled platform owned by the dark side, just like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook are owned and controlled. Same exact thing with Reddit. That's why they use Reddit to try and make it seem like it was regular people. But when you look in the Gematria, Reddit equals 33 and 39. GameStop, which was the stock for it. GameStop equals 33 and 39. Masonry, 33, 39. So these are controlled events. And we could see right through the controlled events. One spiritually, like I covered at the start of the last episode, and then the additional points with the Gematria as well showing what's really going on. And I also mentioned in the last episode about the CEO stepping down. And then it was funny because I put out the last episode, I think late at night, I think it was like midnight or a little bit later um, when I put the episode out. And then the following day, just a few hours later, they had the Amazon CEO step down to take a lesser role, suddenly step down. So I just thought that was interesting. I mentioned the CEO stepping down. Then you have Bezos at Amazon stepping down. And then as far as Amazon, I now want to kind of transition to some information about the vaccines, right? So on Amazon Prime Video, there is the show called Utopia, which is heavily showing predictive programming for the pandemic, the vaccines and everything like that. And as far as I know, I think it's in the last episode or towards the very end of the season or the show. I mean, I don't know anything about this Utopia show, but from what I've seen in a clip is that at the end of Utopia, the show on Amazon Prime, they reveal how the vaccines are to sterilize people, make people infertile, make people not be able to reproduce. And several times on this series, especially in season two, I spoke about just the spiritual dark side agendas of how Satan does not want people to reproduce. He doesn't want males and females to have marriages of righteousness. And he doesn't want males and females to reproduce and create a child that can step on the head of the snake as well. That's why there's all kinds of gender inversion in our society, especially on TikTok, like trying to invert our youth. That's why you see real feminine males on the app TikTok. And then everything's just trying to invert everything on those apps. And also, just a side point, when I was speaking about, I spoke about um, Dixie D'Amelio and Noah Beck in season two, right? Um, around TPR 80s, I think it was at the end of season two. But just a side point, I was speaking about the gender inversion with them. And just look at some of these people with Charlie D'Amelio on TikTok and Noah Beck. 
even if they're as aside from the gender inversion, which I explained is true and and that's really what's going on. But aside from that, you could just see all of the males look very feminine, whether they're gender inversion or not. I, they are, but even if they're not, you could just tell what Noah Beck, whether it's really a female pretending to be a male or not, like I covered in season two, whether it is or not, you could just hear how it's just real feminine looking, real feminine sounding. They are trying to invert the genders. Look at any of these people, any of these top influencers that do dances and just anyone that you see around Charlie D'Amelio or Dixie D'Amelio or around Noah Beck. Look at the males and every single male will look like a female. They'll sound like a female. They'll talk like a female. They'll have makeup on. They'll just have a feminine face because one, like I covered the gender inversion, it's elite gender inversion. And these platforms are owned just like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are owned. So is TikTok. And so is Reddit. TikTok is owned. So all these influencers, Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, you think they're just regular people that made it, just like you think Zuckerberg is a regular person that made it, but their own puppets put forth for a reason to deceive you. That's why they are elites of the world. They're not regular people. And that's why all the people on TikTok follow and fall under the elite gender inversion. They're males pretending to be females and females pretending to be males. So just look at whether you believe that or not, just understand that there is a, an agenda to make males more feminine and females more masculine. And that's how you can see with the people on TikTok, Charlie, Dixie, all the people with millions of followers, look at those males that are around them. Every single one looks and sounds feminine because whether they're gender inversion or not, they just want to invert the gender and make the males look and sound feminine and switch the genders all around. So whether you believe that they've gone through the elite gender inversion, which they really have, whether you believe it or not, you could just see that it's purposeful that Noah Beck and all these males sound and look and behave extremely feminine on the app TikTok and they wear makeup and they literally just look like females and then the males are inverted as well because really their genders are inverted from birth. Like I covered the end of TPR season two and heavily in season two of TPR but that's just an additional point with the elite gender inversion. So I really went off on a side point, but to get back to it, um, that's exactly why there are those gender inversion agendas on all social medias, but especially on TikTok, because Satan does not want people to get in marriages of righteousness together, and he doesn't want people to have a child of righteousness together through the marriage. That's exactly why Satan wants to turn his the males feminine and then turn females masculine and that's why satan uses his puppets to do that to invert the genders so there's several reasons of why there is this agenda going on for satan to try and not have people reproduce satan not having people in marriages of righteousness and that's why really this toxic masculinity and toxic feminine femininity is pushed as well to invert the genders because when this happens when females believe that there's too independent for a man, they don't want the spiritual covering of a husband. They don't want that spiritual covering. I covered in the episode in season two called Spiritual Coverings. I explain how a marriage of righteousness provides several spiritual coverings for both the woman and the man. It's, it's by design to have the spiritual coverings. That's why the Most High sets it up like that. It's not to be misogynistic. It's not to be anything negative, it's all positive. It's to give both a female and a male their, their appropriate spiritual coverings that they need directly from the Most High. And that's precisely why Satan is going very hard to disrupt that. And that's why there is toxic masculinity. That's why there's toxic femin feminine, because 
when all these females think that they're too independent for a man, they want to emasculate males, they want to, oh, no one's treating them correctly. But then when you don't end up with a husband, you don't have a husband of righteousness, then you don't have your spiritual covering. So in a sense, it's toxic feminine for a reason, because they want females to feel like they don't need a husband, they don't need that spiritual covering. But what you'll realize when you listen to that episode, spiritual coverings, you understand how powerful and how important those spiritual coverings really are. That's why Satan is trying to invert it. So there's several agendas in our world, inverting the genders, trying to keep males and females from getting married and keeping males and females from having children together. And that's to get back to it with the vaccines, why there is the agenda to sterilize people. So that's why in the end of Utopia, that show on Amazon Prime, Think about who was the biggest beneficiary, the biggest, who's the biggest beneficiary from the pandemic? It's Amazon, right? So it's no coincidence that there's predictive programming, a show on Amazon video talking about a pandemic vaccine specifically. And they reveal in that show that the vaccine is to sterilize people, make them infertile so that they can't reproduce. So, I mean, mark of the beast aside. Everything aside with the vaccines, you should just understand that these are sketchy, dangerous, and completely dark side. And it's there's so many things in our world that are to make us uh, sterile, to make us not be able to reproduce. They, I covered how it's a whole rabbit hole if you start looking into what's in the food, what's in the water, what's in our products or cleaning products. Every single thing that we're touching and using is really to make us it's it's a combination of things make people infertile make people sterile make people develop cancer make people de- that's what is in our food and all these products and that's why you need your spiritual coverings because if you don't fear the most high if you don't the the way that the spiritual coverings goes to explain it is it goes for a for a woman she has her husband and then her husband's head or uh, spiritual covering is Yahusha, which is salvation, uh, the name for Jesus, salvation and the Messiah, Yahusha Mashiach. So it goes female, husband, Yahusha, and then Yahuwah, the Most High God. So that's how the spiritual coverings go. So when you have, if for a, a female who gets a husband of righteousness, she then has the spiritual covering of her husband. And then his spiritual covering is Yahusha, and Yahusha's spiritual covering is Yahuwah. So that's exactly why the marriage has been set up. It's to give a woman a spiritual covering underneath a man of righteousness. And then in addition to that spiritual covering of your husband of righteousness, you also have the spiritual coverings of Yahusha and Yahuwah. So it's Yahuwah, Yahusha, husband, wife. That's how the spiritual coverings go. And I explain it in detail in the, se- in the episode in season two called Spiritual Coverings. But that's exactly why Satan wants to push females to be like, oh, I never need a husband. I never need a man. I could, I have my own money. I own this, that, and the other. But then when you're looking for your spiritual covering because you don't have a husband, it's not there. And that's just how these agendas go on. And just, you know, like I said, every single thing in our world, that's why you need the spiritual coverings because so many things in our world are to harm us, sterilize us, And like I said, from the food to the products to the vaccines, every single thing is really to keep the population under control. And also spiritually, like I said, having people not reproduce and just it's just really messing with all of us. And that's why you need the spiritual coverings, because the only protection from cancer, the only protection from 
anything that's in these products is protection from the most high. If you don't fear Yah, then you don't have your spiritual coverings and you are exposed to the cancers that are in your foods. You're exposed to the toxins that are in the cleaning products. You're exposed to all that. When you fear the most high, when you seek out the most high, when you repent to the most high, when you honor your head of Yahushua HaMashiach and you honor the most high Yahuwah, that's how you have spiritual coverings and that's how you'll be protected because nobody can deliver you out of the most high's hand. So once he grabs you up into his hand, Yah is protecting you. So you don't have to worry about these dark side agendas, but until you get into Yah's hand, until you have your spiritual coverings, until you fear Yah, once you fear Yah, then you will have your spiritual coverings and then you will fully be protected from these dark side agendas. So as far as the coronavirus, um, like I said, the vaccines, it should be a no-brainer to stay away from the vaccines. Um, they rush the vaccines out. Literally, they usually develop vaccines for close to a decade, if not longer. Usually five to eight to 10 years is how long they develop vaccines for. Yet for some reason in eight to nine months, this one is already going out into people. And it's just very, anyone with common sense could see that. And yeah, they say, oh, well, it was on a speed run. They took the same amount of time, the same amount of work for it. They just sped it up over a shorter amount of time. Well, how do they know that there's not, how do they know there's not a side effect that makes you sterile? How do they know that there's not just any side effect that comes a year later, a year after the vaccine? They didn't, they, if, if it was, if, all of the trials, all the research was done in eight or nine months. That's the maximum amount of time that they looked into it or whatever. So like I said, what if something happens two years later after the vaccine? When they're usually developing vaccines for eight to five or 10 years, then if something happens a year or two later, they know about it. But they didn't do that for this uh, vaccine. So pretty much anyone with common sense could understand this. And if you actually believe them saying, oh, it was on a speed run, it's safe, then you're just lying to yourself because they didn't even take one year to develop these things. And usually they spend a decade or more developing vaccines. So there's predictive programming on Amazon, the show Utopia. And again, who's the biggest beneficiary of the pandemic? Amazon. So it's no coincidence that they have predictive programming on Amazon Prime Video speaking about a pandemic vaccines to sterilize people. And just as far as the coronavirus, um, everything in our world really is allowed by the most high. So really, there's a lot of dark side agendas with the coronavirus. So to really just give a clarification at the over the summer, like months ago, I was saying how, you know, possibly the coronavirus could be judgment of the most high. And the way that the most high uses the coronavirus, he is using it to judge people. Anyone that suffers anything from the coronavirus is suffering judgment from the most high, whether it's directly or indirectly. For example, if you have a canceled wedding because of coronavirus, that's judgment of the most high. If someone you know dies of coronavirus, that's judgment of the most high. If you have if you have coronavirus, but you recover, it was a lesser judgment of the most high. If you have to take a coronavirus test, if you test positive for it, all that can be judgment of the most high indirectly or directly. But really, the coronavirus is undoubtedly a dark side agenda, I believe, to bring in the mark of the beast. That's why there's the HR 6666, the number of the beast in it. It's That's the bill for the contact tracing about the coronavirus is HR 6666, has the number of the beast in it. 
it's really to bring in the mark of the beast. That's what I believe the true agenda for the coronavirus is. So to clarify, really now that I see beyond past the summer, the coronavirus itself wasn't brought about by the most high. To me, it's brought about by the dark side as far as I can see. But the most high allows it to be used for these dark side agendas because the most high can also use it in certain ways to place judgment on people. But ultimately, everything with the vaccine or everything with the coronavirus, a lot of it is dark side agendas. And then if you suffer anything or anyone suffers anything from the coronavirus directly or indirectly, it's because the most high is allowing that person to suffer judgment through the coronavirus. So really everything in a sense comes from the most high because the most high allows Satan to do everything. So in a sense, you could make that argument for the coronavirus, but ultimately I believe it was conjured up and brought about by the dark side for their agendas. And then the most high just allowed it to come about. Um, so the most high could use it for his judgments and stuff like that. The most high allows everything that happens in our world to go on. The most high allows it. And there could be any point where the coronavirus changes or there's other viruses or plagues that could be from the most high. That's why in the summer when I was first speaking about it, I was like, you know, it could be from the most high because I didn't know if it was, you know, actually a real plague and the, the dark side was just masquerading it as coronavirus. But to me, it's either the, the mainstream is conjuring up the coronavirus purposely or it's just all for the dark side agendas. So, I mean, there could be plagues from the most high and it could be related to the coronavirus or separate, but ultimately I think that we'll know when we get a real plague from the most high. And as far as the coronavirus, this is more agenda work from the dark side and the most high just allows it to happen. Like I said, the most high allows everything good and bad to happen in this world for its purpose, for the plan and purpose of the most high. At the end of the last episode, I spoke about Lil Uzi Vert and how he was getting that uh, diamond implanted into his forehead. And then just about a day later, he did get it implanted in. So now I just have a few other points with that. So I said this is predictive programming for the mark of the beast because we read how the mark of the beast is going either in people's foreheads or in your hand. Um, and I just covered those points in the last episode. So on top of that, pretty much. It was said that it's a $24 million diamond. So 24, that's two plus four equals six. So 24 million, which reduces to six. So he has a $24 million stone in the middle of his forehead where the mark of the beast goes, which is really like a six. Again, the number of the beast, six, six, six. So that's why it's a $24 million diamond. It's predictive programming for the mark of the beast. And it's funny because it's a pink diamond. Like I said, in TPR 93, I spoke about purple, pink, and the purge. And then earlier in this episode, I spoke about purple and then Uzi has the pink diamond. But it's no coincidence that they say it's 24 million because it's two plus four equals six. Like I said in the last episode, the rapper XXX Tentacion, that's why his name XXX, it's the 24th letter, right? So X is the 24th letter, two plus four equals six. So his rapper name was XXX which is 666. So he had the number of the beast in his name and that rapper XXX, he had a tattoo on the middle of his forehead showing how that was the mark of the beast. So his name had XXX666, the number of the beast in his name. And he also had the mark of the beast on him in a tattoo form in the middle of his forehead. And that's why Uzi Vert, who his name Lil Uzi Vert sounds like Lucifer, 
Lil Uzi Vert, Lucifer. That's why his name is that. And that's why he has a $24 million, just like X is the 24th letter, $24 million diamond, two plus four equals six. He has the mark of the beast on him right now of foreshadowing and a precursor and a predictive programming and a grooming for the mark of the beast. Lil Uzi has that. That's why it's $24 million diamond, two plus four equals six. Dark side demonic, six, similar to the number of the beast, 666. That's why Uzi has that diamond on his face. It's predictive programming for the mark of the beast, grooming people to accept the mark of the beast. And I'll speak more about the diamonds and the gematria with it. But as far as the mark of the beast, this is a very, 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 very important point that I just remembered when I was hearing about the little Uzi Vert thing, right? So I actually said on this series before how the way that they're going to get people to take the mark of the beast is that they very likely are going to say that they'll take away people's debts if they take the mark of the beast, right? They'll say, we'll get rid of your student loan debt. We'll get rid of your personal debt, whatever they may say. That to me is a very easy way of how they're going to get people to be way more inclined to take the mark of the beast. That's exactly why they're doing predictive programming, having Uzi get something in his head because they're going to have to convince the masses to get it. They're, people, trust me, people are going to be just like with the vaccines. You would think anyone with common sense would be like, now nah, I'm not going to run to get the vaccine. But what do you see? People running to get the vaccine. You're going to see the same exact thing with the literal mark of the beast. And I, it's possible the vaccine is the mark or is a precursor to it. But let's just say for this that the, the vaccine is just separate. Let's say that's just to sterilize people or to harm us in that way. And let's say the mark of the beast is a little bit different. Just like you would think people wouldn't run to get a vaccine, you're seeing people run to go get the vaccine. You're going to see the same thing, people running to go get the mark of the beast, right? But for the people who don't run to go do it initially, they're going to need a little bit of convincing. And the way that they're going to get people convinced to take the mark of the beast is one, by grooming them with Lil Uzi Vert, having him, you know, predictive programming, getting you ready, getting you accepting of a mark in the middle of your forehead, right? That's why they have Uzi do it. So that's warming people up to it. And then another way that they're going to warm people up and get people to take it is if they say, we'll wipe away your student loans, we'll wipe away your personal debt, we will wipe away some sort of debt, or if not all of your debt, in exchange for taking the mark of the beast. That's what I believe they're going to say. So I relate this to Lil Uzi Vert, because think about just probably a year or maybe two years ago, right? There was this video in the mall of Lil Uzi Vert walking through the mall, and they had some guy, some kid go up to him and he says, yo, Uzi, will you pay off my student loans or whatever? And Lil Uzi Vert's like, yeah, I got you or whatever. Let me know. So they have this video come out, right? Uzi gets approached in the mall saying, will you pay off my student loans? And he says, yeah, I'll do it to this person, right? And to me, this is just showing how these guys are all puppets. All of these videos that you're seeing, they're not real and legit. They have someone go up and ask him that for a reason. They, it's all by design, right? And so this is what I'm saying is that was two years ago where they have Uzi walking through the mall. Someone says, will you pay off my student loans? He says, yeah, I got you. Now, fat, uh, fast forward a year or two later, now Lil Uzi Vert has what I call a precursor to the mark of the beast on him. And I'm saying the way that they're going to get people to take the mark of the beast is we'll say, we'll pay off your student loans. We'll clear away your debt. We'll clear away your student loan debt. So to me, that looks... I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that these guys are all puppets owned. So that video years ago of Uzi in the mall, that to me is by design. It's contrived. 
predictive programming because then they were associating Lil Uzi Vert with your debt being wiped away. Now they're associating Lil Uzi Vert with the mark of the beast. And I'm saying that the mark of the beast is going to be associated with your debt being wiped away. That's why they do that parallel. It's subconscious spiritual programming. This is how they get you to be accepting of it. If they come out just one day out of nowhere and they just say, hey, guys, we have the new currency, the new mark, the new way to have your bank information, whatever it is. They just come out one day completely random and say that people are like, whoa, I don't know about all that. But if it's a two year or more, I mean, I said the Patriot Act, those agenda, our agendas currently have been going back to the Patriot Act, if not longer. That's two decades ago. So two years ago, Lil Uzi Vert in the mall, that's nothing. But that's what they do. It's a slow spiritual unraveling in your mind, getting you to accept these things and being more likely to accept them. That's why two years ago, long before the pandemic, long before this diamond in Uzi's head, they just have him walking through the mall. They have someone asking, will you pay off my student loans? And that's how it's a spiritual war subconscious war spiritually getting you to think about this and unraveling it and accepting it in your mind. So then years later, when they come out with the mark of the beast and they're using Uzi to do it, you've already been programmed. You've already accepted it and unraveled it in your mind. So when it happens, you just accept it. It's a spiritual war. And the way that Satan is trying to get people away in the spiritual war is he's keeping people asleep. He has people so focused on Uzi's pink diamond. He has people so focused on scripted pro sports. He has people so focused on scripted elections, race baiting, like I covered in the last episode. Satan has everyone so distracted with all this, so asleep to all this. And meanwhile, while everyone's sleeping subconsciously, they're accepting these dark side agendas because they're sleeping on the surface. And spiritually, these things are being unraveled and accepted subconsciously, spiritually within these people because it's a spiritual war. So we have to awaken on the surface and more importantly, spiritually to understand this so that we can rebuke appropriately and not fall into these dark side agendas. It's predictive programming, spiritual warfare, subconscious energy work going on in this spiritual warfare. And so now just a few points with the diamond outside of Lil Uzi Vert, right? So as far as Gematria, diamond equals 33. Just like I said earlier, Reddit, GameStop, Masonry, all 33. 33 is a number of the Freemasons. Their highest ranked Freemasons are 33rd degree Freemasons. Um, 33 is a very demonic number. And of course, 33, 3 plus 3 equals 6. So again, <laughs> diamond equals 33. So it's a 24 million diamond in his in his face, right? On his forehead. So 24 million, 2 plus 4 equals 6. Diamond is 33. 3 plus 3 equals 6. So that's how they do this is they put the, they put the numbers, they put everything encoded with Gematria. So you just see that he has a diamond in his forehead. But when you see the Gematria, you see how it, it's encoded with all these sixes on it. He has... Now that's two sixes on that mark on him. It's 24 million, two plus four equals six, and diamond equals 33. Three plus three equals six. That's two sixes right there. And like I said, the mark of the beast is 666. So it's real simple how they do this, but it's all spiritual because until you know Gematria, until you see the spiritual side of it, you only see the surface. You just see a diamond in his face, but it's a whole lot more to it. So diamond equals 33, right? But I've been seeing the diamonds used a lot other places. And 
As far as Meek Mill, so Lil Uzi is from Philly, so is Meek Mill. They're both Philly rappers. I keep seeing Meek Mill now using these diamonds a lot, right? Heavy diamond use from Meek. So there's a lot of importance with this. And then also the day before Uzi gets this diamond put in his head, who died, right? The celebrity from that was played the character called Screech, right? From Saved by the Bell. And what was his real name, the actor's name? His last name was Diamond. What was his name? Dustin Diamond? Last name Diamond. The day before Uzi Vert gets a diamond put in his head. So we have Meek Mill using the diamonds. We have Lil Uzi Vert using the diamonds. The day before Uzi gets a diamond put in his head, Screech dies. Real name with the last name Diamond. And then also we had um, with the stock market. I saw a comment. Uh, pretty much I was watching Zach's video at Gematria Effect. And I saw a com and I saw a comment on a video speaking about the diamonds and, and Uzi and Dustin Diamond, but the comment said in stocks, right? So I spoke about the stocks in this episode and the last one. I think a common phrase with the stocks is diamond hands, right? I, I didn't know this, but I saw this in a comment, right? So with the stocks, they could say diamond hands, and they've been speaking about the stocks. Screech dies the day before Uzi gets a diamond. Screech's last name is Diamond. Uzi gets a diamond in his head. And then one other thing for you with the UFC fight that just happened the other day, um, the guy Poirier or whatever his last name is, starts with a P, he, he defeated Conor McGregor, right? Um, Poirier's nickname is The Diamond. And that was just about a week ago. Um, last weekend, pretty much. It was just about a week ago week and a half ago, the UFC fights, um, the guy who beat McGregor, his nickname is the diamond. So I just want to cover all these diamond things. We have Uzi Vert gets a diamond in his head. The day before that, Screech, who has the last name Diamond, he dies. Meek Mill is using the diamonds. The UFC fighter has the nickname Diamond. And they're saying everything about the stock market recently in this week. And there's the phrase diamond hands with the stock market apparently. So those are just the diamond references, you know, going on. Um, so there's some importance with this aside from, you know, the Mark of the Beast programming with Uzi, but other people outside of Uzi are using this diamond importance. And really as far as Meek Mill and Lil Wayne, this was something that I spoke about at the very start of TPR season two. And I just want to point out, because I said about Meek and Lil Wayne, how these are possibly rituals together. And I still think that's true because... You've been seeing Lil Wayne in the headlines. You know, he was supposed to have his court case and then he was pardoned by Trump and then Meek started to release his music and stuff like that. So these are all synced up with each other. And right now, Lil Wayne is 38 years old. And I covered in Gematria, rapper equals 38, death equals 38, murder is 38, killing is 38. All of these things sum to 38 or 83 in Gematria. And Lil Wayne is 38 years old. So... I still believe, like I said, I covered this at the start of TPR season two a year ago, but these agendas go on for years and years and even longer. So I think, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if anything happens with Lil Wayne this year. But if anything does happen with Wayne, it's synced up with Meek Mill. That's what I was getting at in TPR season two, the very start of the season. Before I, it was it was really at the start. That was just the first few rituals I was speaking about. But I still have my eye on that. And the points that I said in those earlier episodes, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. So Lil Wayne is 38 years old. All the words rapper, death, killing equals 38 in Gematria or 83 in Gematria. 
um, the reverse of 38. So Lil Wayne's 38 years old right now. So we'll see if there's any updates with the Meek and Lil Wayne rituals. But like I said, Lil Wayne is part or Meek is now posting music. He's posting the diamonds. Um, Meek was posting with Lil Durk. I think he has some music with Lil Durk. And I spoke about how Lil Durk had the ritual of King Von. I just covered that. I think that was at the start of this season, TBR season three. Um, pretty recently, I covered the King Von Lil Durk ritual, right? If it wasn't at the start of season three, it was at the very, very end of season two. Um, usually I had the specific episodes, but I just know very recently I spoke about the Lil Durk King Von ritual. And that's why now you're seeing because these are all puppets who sacrifice together, making music together, popping off because of the sacrifices and the rituals that they do. That's why they do the rituals in exchange for their success, in exchange for dropping albums and putting out music they have to do rituals sacrifices and that's just everything like that and as far as Lil Durk I spoke about the EGI trans agenda <laughs> Lil Durk look at that face <laughs> you know what I'm saying he looks like a straight woman honestly because I said these agendas these trans inverted genders they go from TikTok to actors in Hollywood to pro sports people I've hardly talked on the pro sports ones with the inverted genders, but it goes from pro sports, Hollywood, music, movies, TV shows, and rap as well. Lil Durk, that's one that I, I, I should have said it when I spoke about the ritual of him and King Von, but I keep seeing him after that point. And look at that face. He seriously just looks like a woman, Lil Durk, and that hair. So that to me is a gender inversion because almost all these rappers are inverted. You're not going to believe it that they're inverted genders, but they are. But these are things I covered in uh, TPR season two pretty heavily. So they're just miscellaneous points that I'm, you know, putting in here. But I was laughing at that when I saw, you know, Lil Durk, um, you know, looks like a female to me, elite gender inversion. And since I brought up the UFC as well, I just want to point out, um, let me do a double check, right, of what the UFC was, because pretty much as far as that McGregor and Poirier fight, um, I think it was UFC 257. I'm going to double check to make sure I get the number correct. But as far as Gematria, Poirier, whoever is whoever the last name or his full name, his full name or his last name, whoever it was that beat McGregor, it's summed to the same number as what the UFC event was. I think it was UFC 257 and then his name, Dustin Poirier or whatever his name was, the fighter that beat Conor McGregor at UFC 257, his name summed to 257. Now let me just double check the gematria for you and I'll give you the exact number. Yep, I just double checked. It was UFC 257 and Dustin Glenn Poirier, his full name, Middle name included Dustin Glenn Poirier equals 257. And that was the main event at UFC 257 was McGregor versus Poirier. And Poirier beat McGregor at UFC 257. And Dustin Poirier's full name, middle name included, sums to 257 in Gematria. So truly, the UFC fights and the boxing matches, they are just as scripted as the NBA. And you might not believe it. You think that they're tough guys. They wouldn't script a fight. But you have to realize, think back to the Roman Colosseum. Think back to these, these fights back in the Roman times. Even they, those were for entertainment purposes. And even those fights were scripted. The UFC undoubtedly is scripted. And it's not a coincidence that at UFC 257, the guy who's fighting in the main event 
His name sums the 257, and he beat Conor McGregor. And going into that fight, everyone who knew about box or everyone who knows about UFC, everyone, I was I was actually cracking up the next day because everyone was shocked. And I, because I, I saw everyone posting on social media watching the McGregor fight. Everyone loves McGregor. They're like, oh yeah, watching the fight. You know, when he's walking out for the fight, and then they watch him get beat up he goes out and takes a loss on purpose he gets beat up he gets paid to get beat up and make you think it's real and i was laughing at it because people were like yeah mcgregor's gonna win and it's a scripted fight it's not a real fight and that's why these guys are false idols they're liars mcgregor got paid to take a loss and more importantly just to be quiet about it so that you think it's real so they get paid while most of these guys get burned because they're betting on McGregor, thinking it's a fair fight, thinking he's going to win. But when you look at Jamahatria, you can see this. UFC 257. Please just understand that it's not a coincidence that at UFC 257, the fighter who's fighting in the main event, his name sums to 257 and he beats Conor McGregor in an upset because it's all about money and entertainment. It's not about these guys being tough. Yeah, they're tough as anything. Yeah, they get their, they get beat up out there. They get kicked in the head. They get beat up. I'm not saying that they're not tough. And all these sports, NHL, NBA, these guys are all, in a sense, well, there's a genus to feminize them. And I'm actually going to touch on what they are since I brought it up. But there's a genus to feminize the males. But these are all great athletes. Like, it, when I say the NBA is fake or the NFL is fake and scripted, yet yeah, it's the best athletes, the best talent, but the outcomes are scripted. Same thing in the UFC. It's a real fight. They're really fighting each other, but the outcome is determined. They really fight each other and beat each other up. And they're, you know what I'm saying? They're really fighting, but the end of the match is known. Same thing in the NBA. They're really athletic. They're really dunking. They're really balling out. But the end of the game is scripted. Same thing in the NFL. They're hitting each other, tackling each other. But the end of the game is scripted out. Same thing in the NHL. They're fighting. They're hitting. They're body checking. But the end of the games are predetermined, scripted out. So the talent is real. The athleticism is real. In some cases, the toughness is real too. But the outcomes are scripted. And that's what makes them not tough. Because... If you were really tough, you wouldn't play in a scripted league. If you were really tough, you would stand up and tell people it's fake. You wouldn't. You would say, "Stop watching this. Stop betting on this. It's fake." You wouldn't even participate in it. That's why when I say I can't take any of the pro sports serious, is because yeah, they're athletic. Yeah, they work really hard to get there and stuff. But they're sellouts. They're owned. They just fall in line. It's predetermined outcomes, scripted outcomes across the board, and that includes the UFC fights. And this has been going on for hundreds of years. They've been scripting fights for hundreds of years now. So this is nothing new with the UFC. And same thing with all the major sports. And the way that they feminize males through sports is, for an example, with the NFL, the NBA, especially NBA, right? When it, before the game they have, they show the guys walk into the locker room doing the fashion show, right? Because this is getting males who think that they're watching masculine sports. That's exactly why Satan masquerades sports as masculinity, but it's actually incredibly feminine. So these males think that they're watching masculine sports, but in all reality, they're watching a fashion show of 
grown men walking to the locker room, critiquing their outfits, looking at their outfits, just looking at them in that way, in a perverted, uh, whack way. You know what I'm saying? No real man should want to do that. So they feminize males like that, having them dress in ridiculous outfits, pointing out their outfits. Same thing in the press conferences in the NFL. Look at Cam Newton after his press conferences, after the game. He's wearing all types of stuff, right? So that's why Satan wants to use sports to masquerade like it's masculine, but it's actually incredibly feminine. They just do it throughout the games and in other ways, but the fashion show them, their outfits, walking to the to the locker room. That's the easiest way to see it. And then just throughout the games, you could see it as well. They, These guys in the NFL, the NBA, they smack each other on the butt, right? They had LeBron crying when he got cramps in the NBA finals a few years ago and gets carried off. They make it seem like these guys are tough, but then they emasculate them during the games. They have LeBron be carried off for cramps. And then they have, you know, just like I said, all types of weird really homosexual things going on in the sporting events, but people think it's masculine. They think, but that's why Satan masquerades it. That's why he has the big, bad, tough NBA players walk into the locker room showing off their outfits because that's feminine, not masculine at all. And then same thing, Cam Newton is, you know, wearing whatever he wears. I mean, just look at any of these outfits that some of these guys wear to the games, after the games, doing the press conferences. It's all to emasculate and invert the genders. And that's why using sports is really a simple way for Satan to do it because the people, like I said earlier, Satan keeps you asleep so that you don't realize. People are so worried about that the, they're so worried about who's going to win the NBA game, who's going to win the UFC fight. They're so worried about betting money on it watching the games, everything like that. And they don't even realize that they're asleep. And then spiritually, there's all these things going on behind the surface. All these, if these males knew how feminine these leagues were and what the real agendas were to feminize males and everything, no man would watch this garbage. And if they knew it was, I mean, they do, people do know it's scripted, but they just don't believe it or whatever. If they knew how scripted it was, if they knew how satanic and dark side and demonic all these leagues were, uh, people would forsake them like I did uh, over a year ago. You know what I mean? So it's it's real simple to see. But, you know, until you see it spiritually, you won't really see it. So that's kind of just why for this episode, I kind of r- put random miscellaneous points in here. Um, just kind of trying to help you understand more about the spiritual warfare that's going on because it is spiritual warfare. And, oh, this is another side point about sports, too, just them being real feminine. Just think about the announcers and the analysts and everything. All it is, all this is what pro sports is, right? It's grown men watching other grown men. And then while you're watching them play the sport, you're listening to other grown men critiquing them, making analysis. Like, think about the analysts before the game, right? They're like, Aaron Rodgers has a great arm. He's so skilled. Like, it's just like that to me is like homosexual. That is like real, real suspect. Like talking about other men and critiquing other men's like athlete. Like, I I don't know. That to me is why it's feminine because it's grown men watching grown men talking about grown men. And think about the announcers. They're just sitting there going, oh, what a play. And just 
when I now when I hear a sports game or if I catch anything that's said during a sports game, I'm always thinking I'm like, that's real suspect because that's how it is. It's that that's why to me, sports are more feminine than anything. It's grown men sitting around watching other grown men debating about grown men. Oh, this guy's the best player. No, he's better. Well, he has a better arm, but he runs better. And he like that is that to me is real suspect. And that's why sports are feminine as anything. They're not masculine. They make you think it's masculine. But you have grown men sitting there critiquing other grown men saying, oh, he's better than this one. He plays better. He's a better leader. He throws better. He has a great arm. Look at it. Look at how he works. I don't know, bro. So <laughs> that's, that's one other point for you. I thought I had more points about how sports are feminine, but just start to look at it. Like I said, just look at their actions throughout the game. Look at how... I mean, bro, like look at OBJ, Odell Beckham. He's always dancing. Uh, for crying out loud, in the NFL this year, you saw them doing TikTok videos, TikTok dances during the games, pre-game, touchdown celebrations. Like, bro, that's masculine to you. That's what I'm saying is everyone in this world has a false idea of what masculinity is. And part of what I covered is now everyone wants to say, oh, that's toxic masculinity. People don't even know what real masculinity is. And real masculinity is being a man and standing up and speaking out against injustice, speaking about speaking up against darkness and speaking up for the people who can't speak for themselves. Like the word teaches us, speak and defend the child, speak and defend the widow, protect the widow, protect the needy, protect the poor, protect the child. That's what we read. That's what a real man is. That's what a man of righteousness is. But Satan doesn't know righteousness. And anyone who follows Satan and Satan's world of scripted sports and all this dark side stuff, they don't know what righteousness is. So that to me is why as soon as I came to righteousness, once I saw the truth of this world, I couldn't forsake sports fast enough. That was the first thing I forsaked. Like I said, a year ago, that was the first thing I forsaked because it's so dark side, inverting genders, feminizing males, and they don't even know it. And like I said throughout this episode, these were just random points, kind of miscellaneous points, explaining the spiritual world more because it's a spiritual world. And like I said, people are asleep, preoccupied with stuff on the surface, worried about who's going to win a sporting game, but they don't realize the spiritual agendas, the spiritual work going on behind the scenes. So, so once you wake up to the spiritual work, and just the spiritual warfare, it's a lot easier to rebuke the darkness and start doing light work and combating these dark side agendas, which is what I'm trying to do on this series by speaking about the agendas, bringing them to the light, trying to do light work, exposing darkness. So I think I'll wrap this episode up and leave it right there. Um, like I said, some the majority of the points were in TPR 102. This was just elaborating, extending some points from the last episode, TPR 102. This is TPR 103. So thanks for listening to these episodes and any episodes on this series. TPR, I really do appreciate it. You can email the show at pod.tpr at gmail.com. You can find and follow my Twitter, RyanMichael11, and my Instagram, WilsonRyan underscore underscore. And I said at the very end of my last episode, I said this is a beautiful time to be awake. This is a beautiful time to be alive. And to just explain that point a little bit more, you know, all this darkness from pro sports to rap to Hollywood to all this darkness from politics, everything in the mainstream industries, 
social medias, all this darkness. As you forsake darkness, the reason why I say it's a beautiful time to be awake and to be alive is because any type of darkness that you forsake, you can replace with light work. You can forsake the pro sports and start reading the word. You can forsake all the dark side rappers and replace it with light side rappers. I've covered on this series, you know, there's so many artists out here that are not sold out, that just have a small following, a couple thousand followers or even less. And you can listen to, that's what I'm saying is it's such a beautiful time to be awake because you can forsake all the darkness and replace it with light work. There are, listen to my guy. I'm going to give you a suggestion now. I've spoken about him on the series before. Foley, a true light work musical artist. Check out my guy Foley. And that's how you can understand that any type of rapper, any type of darkness that you forsake, you could replace it with true light work. So I gave you many artists in season two of this series to listen to, but listen to my guy Foley amazing work amazing music light work music that's why it's such a beautiful time to be awake because you could forsake all the darkness replace it with light work every type of darkness you forsake you could replace with a true musical artist a true light work artist we have all these platforms to use all this technology to use and that's why light work is being spread spiritually and in other ways because you can forsake dark side podcast, replace them with a light side podcast. You can forsake dark side music, replace it with light side music. You can replace dark side anything and replace it with light work. So that's why it's such a beautiful time to be awake and to be alive because we have so many opportunities, blessings and abundance all around us for us to use. The light workers over here on the light side. That's why it's all glory to the most high for exposing the dark side agendas and blessing us with opportunities to replace the darkness with light work. So check out my guy Foley. And like I said, just keep that in mind. Any type of darkness you forsake, you could replace with light work. And just a side point, there was a ritual with this country singer the other day, you know, a ritual, pretty much humiliation ritual with him. And that's exactly what they do. It's not just the rap industry that's dark side. From what I've seen and heard is that the country uh, industry is probably more satanic and demonic, if not just as as much as the rap industry. So all these rituals, that's what they are, humiliation rituals. If they're not murder rituals, they're other types of sacrifices, other type of rituals. That's what you saw with this country music singer. It's all race baiting, getting people to be divided, getting people to conf uh, be in conflict and combat each other. And just a side point that you should understand is that it's not just the rap industry that's dark, silent, and demonic. It's the country music industry. Everything that's mainstream, from rock to rap to country, any type of mainstream millions of followers, they're dark, silent, and own. That's why it's important to listen to rappers like Foley. That's why it's important to listen to light side music like my guy Foley or like someone like Huey Mack as well. There's so many light side, low-key people that have not sold out that just make music there's so much light work out there that you could replace the darkness with. So that's just a side point I wanted to make you aware of as well. The country music industry is just as dark side, if not more dark side and satanic as the rap industry as well. And like I said earlier, Lady Gaga. So it's across the board. Every industry, if they have millions of followers or more, they're dark side, demonic owned, and they really must be forsaken. That's a a real baseline way to understand who should I forsake or not go on their social media. If they have a million or more followers, that's how you can know that they're owned and sold out. 
someone that's doing light work will have just a few thousand followers, a few hundred thousand followers, and that's it. You're not going to see a true light worker with a million or more followers. It's really just not going to happen. These social media platforms are owned. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, they're owned. Like I covered in this episode, they give the millions of followers to the dark side, false prophets purposely, and they suppress and silence and make sure that the true light workers can't reach and they can't surpass a million or more followers. That's why guys like Mike Studd, guys like Huey Mack, you know, they have a hundred thousand followers or even less, just a few thousand. And then you go a little bit lower scale to my guy Foley, one or two thousand. And that's how you can understand and find that true light work out there and you know really just do the light work. That's what I covered in TPR season two artists like that, like guys I just mentioned. So that's everything for this episode. Keep doing the light work out here. Keep seeking out the most high. Like I said, forsake your pro sports, forsake the rap industry, forsake Hollywood, any type of darkness and replace it with reading the word, replace it with seeking out the most high. And that's the best way to do it out here. Give the glory to the most high. It's all glory to Yah, praise and glory to the most high and keep your head up out here. Keep honoring our head, Yahusha HaMashiach, salvation of the Messiah. So it's praise and glory to Yah. Thanks for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate you. I'm going to catch you for the next episode, if the Most High allows, if he wishes, if it's in his plan and his purpose. Appreciate you out here. Many blessings to you. Keep that faith. Keep that head up. Much love.